TJ Jimmy's never seen a tornado. What? Never. I know. They're terrifying. Maybe we should go tornado hunting at one point. Absolutely not. See, they can kill you, whereas ghosts can't. So let's not. Depends who you talk to. About ghosts or tornadoes? (laughs) Because tornadoes absolutely can kill you. (laughs) Welcome to spring, kids. All of you so here we are we are in the podcast dungeon in the midst of a maybe tornado yeah kind of stoked i do love this kind of weather though i love thunderstorms absolutely and just the smell of wet grass. And I'm not yeah. a fan of the whole like rains for six days straight thing. Wh- which we've been going which through. Which we've been going through. Yeah. But I love like the four hour thunderstorm mm-hmm. and then it clears up and. I love to nap through a thunderstorm. Oh my it's gosh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> or like at the natural bedtime when a thunderstorm's oh, coming in. Oh my gosh. Right now the freaking frogs are keeping me up uh, all night long. It's apparently cicada year as well. Of course it is. That is the worst. Um. Copperheads. <laughs> no. No. So I, I get an email. Well, I get a text yesterday. This is for the listeners because you guys know all this. And it's a video of DJ Jimmy eating oh. little baby squids. We know how I feel about squids and octopuses, octopi, octopo. It was terrifying. I texted back, you're dead to me, and just left it at that. Ten minutes later, this is my two biggest fears octopuses pie whatever and fucking snakes we just uh clayton and my husband went and put the boat out on the dock and we get an email yesterday saying there's fucking copperheads in the parking lot <laughs> they've been sighted of where the boat is and copperheads are the ones that like really no they kill your you. day yeah and the baby ones don't know how to control their venom so they literally kill you yeah um uh, no it was funny because we saw um we saw that octopus salad, and I was like, oh, it actually sounds Ooh. good. I nearly threw up in my mouth. I love you both. Don't ever send me shit like that I again. I literally said, she's going to kill us. Like, oh, yeah. She's going to kill us. Yeah. And my response, you're dead to me. And then I said a similar one of myself eating it to Aerie. Uh-huh. And she goes, is it bad that just made me hungry? Oh, you guys, I don't even understand. Literally. Oh, I went way, on about it for like 15 minutes. This is Oddity Files. The The podcast. podcast. We're a paranormal podcast where most of the time we talk about spooky stuff. Most of the time. But we give it enough humor to where you can still sleep with the lights on at night. Right. And sometimes we rant about how much octopi and copperheads scare me. Or you you can sleep with the lights off at night. What'd I say? You can sleep with the lights on at night. Oh, with with the lights (laughs) on. Absolutely. Your nightlight can still be on. And I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And you guys, you're here. So thank you for that. We Episode really appreciate 24? it. Episode 24? Four. Nice. You know, I looked it up. Episode 26 will be half a year. Oh, shit. No. Isn't that crazy? Really? Six months of this shit. It really doesn't feel like I it. I know. Our listeners like, God, it feels like four years. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's true. Oh, uh, But... um. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you don't feel like it's been four years. Right. It feels like 15 Maybe minutes. you feel like it's been four years since our last episode. 
Yes, that I can deal with. (laughs) (laughs) But we're here to tell you spooky stories that we find on the internet or I happen to catch bits and pieces of on TV. Clayton doesn't have time to watch TV, so I I do do enough for the both of us just to make sure. Oh, we've got DJ Jimmy. Say hey. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. (laughs) He has a a mic today. (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) Oh, so I do have paranormal in the news i just came across like five minutes ago okay let me pull it up on the old cell phone here after i close my husband's text bitching because we're on his internet connection love you babe so a flying witch reported over turtle creek near darien wisconsin witch okay so i'm gonna read the witnesses accounts this is like it's written as somebody's recounting the witnesses accounts witnesses as in multiple or like the witness the witness two s's so i'm assuming just one the witness was traveling west on creek road on her way to work as she approached the turtle creek bridge she observed a large winged is it winged or winged 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 being that she described as quote unquote a flying witch The being was at treetop altitude and was gliding in her direction. It was early dawn, but enough light was available for her to make out the form. The winged being suddenly descended towards her car and barely missed colliding with the hood. Described that the being's wingspan was much wider than her car and that the body was a brownish color like a paper bag. The body looked feminine and slight. The wings were bat-shaped and very large she never noticed the wings flapping. The speed in which it descended was not natural. The face was unremarkable, almost blank, and she noted that she swerved and almost hit the guardrail. The parapet? Well, yeah, pretty much. Basically. We know things. <laughs> the witness did not notice where the winged being flew after the encounter. She, the witness, is of Hispanic descent descent, and and stated that the being looked similar to a witch that was described to her as a child. She was quite upset and worried that she may encounter this being in the future. The witness's identification of the creature as a witch may be related to the legend of the lechuza in Mexican folklore. And the recounting is by Lon Strickler of Phantoms and Monsters. So I want to know when witches got wings. Right. Um, Can I tell you already that I have a theory? Yes. Do you have a theory? I think it's just a big bird. (laughs) Not big bird, but a big bird. (laughs) I think it's like someone's kite got loose. You think so? Maybe. That's a big ass kite. Yeah. yeah because kites be. move like very like unnatural, just like oddly because they're moving with the wind. So maybe if it got loose. Maybe the string's like stuck in a tree and that's why it dive bombed her car. Yeah. Look at the good you do. Debunked. Debunked. Is it still there? <laughs> well, she didn't know. She didn't look back because she almost died hitting the parapet. That's where you messed up. What's her name? It. She refused to give her Carolina. name apparently because it was... The witness and her. I have to shut the sun's out all of a sudden, so I have to shut this curtain because I'm blinded. <laughs> the tornado passed. Yeah, that was fast. 
But interesting, nonetheless. Very interesting. Witches with wings. Yeah. Witches be crazy. Witches be crazy. I I would prefer a broom as opposed to wings. If you had to pick? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I feel like wings would get in your way a lot. Right? I mean, look at Maleficent. Yeah. So if all you have to do is pick up a broom and you're good to go. Maybe it was Maleficent. Mm. Maleficent's not a child. She didn't say child, did she? I don't know. The, the yeah, color. She said of, it looked like a child. She said a female form. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check that. Described that the being's wingspan was much wider than her car. She was a brownish color. The body looked feminine and slight. That's it, and kind of shaped like a bat, but the color of a paper bag. Well, the bats in Australia. Bats love you. That. So you're going to see this chick, apparently. Question. Yeah. Now, just speaking of news. Yeah. The Met Gala was. Oh, Ezra. Oh, Ezra was cool. Ezra. Did you go like through some of them, though? Oh, yeah. Who were some of your favorites? Cinderella, of course, with her. Um, uh, What's her name? From I Spider-Man? Have, I have no idea. Zendaya. Zendaya. Okay. She was the one with the slipper. All I, I I saw the video of the guy with the wand and the smoke, and yeah, I was that was in Daya from Spider Man. Oh my gosh, Crazy. is that Mary Jane from Spider Man? Yeah. Oh. oh no. no, no, that's his best friend. Then who's Zendaya? Is she the one we met at Ace? Zendaya's not been an Ace. Zendaya's also in Greatest Showman, and still haven't seen it. Can you show her a picture? A picture of Zendaya. Of course, if you Google Zendaya, the Met Gala picture is going to come up. But oh yeah. Um, I thought Darren Chris looked awesome. I don't know people's names. <laughs> Darren Chris, I only know him from Glee, but he did like this thing on his face that looked crazy. Uh, the face makeup was, oh, she's so cute. Um, the face makeup was dead on. And I only saw pictures, I mean, I loves me some Gaga, but how did she end up like in this big pink puffy thing and then in just like a bikini on the stairs? I need a time lapse. Yeah, I do too. But Mm. it was it was just probably the most fun outfits I've seen in a long time. It wasn't all about the glamour; it was about making a category was camp, so like campy and like it. Which you know they were like all rules and bets are off. Yeah. For sure. for sure. It could have been so much crazier. Absolutely. Well, did you see Cardi B's? I didn't. It was like a California king. Oh, damn. What? Yeah, that's Cardi B. Like a California king comforter. I kind of want to go to sleep on that dress. I'm not going to lie. Show her Darren Chris's face. Ezra fits, fits the creepy cryptid otherworldly. Yes. I love that man. Oh, me too. Now I'm really hungry. Sleepy well, and hungry. See. <laughs> Can I see? Oh. See? But how are you going to go sit down like that? Well, that's what I was thinking as I was like, because what was it? Ocean's 25, the latest one with all the girls. Right. Like they showed like, I always wondered what the inside of the Met Gala looked like. They actually sit down and eat. Yeah. And I'm looking at this stuff going, how the no. hell are they sitting down and eating? Oh, wait, um, is that Darren Chris? Oh, he's a handsome fella. Isn't that cool? He looks very like, what is it, like a bull person? A matador? Matador. There you go. 
Anyways. Someday we'll be on a red carpet somewhere. The Oddity Files crew at the Met Gala. And I'll, I'll still wear my jeans and my t-shirt and say, I ain't afraid no ghosts. Yeah, right. <laughs> you say that. Th- that's what you go. would tell us you were wearing. So we'd show up like yeah. something comparable. And then you'd be in this like Maleficent. Yeah, looking. pretty much. Or I'd just show up with like a, a sheet over my head with two little holes cut out <laughs> looking like a ghost. That could have been campy. That would be fun. I think campy. I think horror movies. I don't know why. Right. Um, you know, Marlene. Our friend from Ace. Yeah. She posted on her Instagram story. I was like, I would have shown up like this. And it was an actual like baby picture of her in one of those Barbie Jeeps. Oh, nice. She was like Jeep included. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Anything spooky, otherworldly going on in your world? Um, I don't think so. But um, it won't be on this episode. But one of my friends was telling me just the other night about these um, – these experiences that he's had. Oh. And it was a lot. I mean, he was telling me for like, what, 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And it's multiple in several locations. And I was like, you have to come on the show. Yeah, and for he's sure. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. It was crazy. I can't wait to hear it. Um, So it's like something following him around. I think so. Yeah, it sounds like it if you say multiple locations. Yeah. Um, also, happened this week. I had a, f- a friend... And I feel slightly guilty, but not really. Um, come up to me one night, and they haven't seen me since I left my old job and all that stuff. Yeah. And th- they absolutely think that I left my old job for Oddity Files. Oh. <laughs> I wish it paid. <laughs> but I didn't say that was wrong. <laughs> Until they're listening right now. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like we, I don't know. Uh, and just like told them everything we do and everywhere we go, and they're asking questions about it. It's way more fun to talk about than the real job. Well, I mean, if they're going to ask, I'm not going to be like, yes and no. Yeah, it's just too much. If he said, do you do anything else, I would have told him. Yeah. But for now, he'll think that we just hunt ghosts and talk in the podcast dungeon. I wish. Which is what we've done the last couple of weeks, pretty much. (laughs) It's been kind of nice. So you weren't wrong at all. I was wrong. (laughs) I did. uh, Today I got in the mail really cool um resin skull that i purchased when we were in dc yeah it's right behind you it is really cool it is stunning we'll have to post a picture of it and post it on the instagram stories and give the guy a shout out on who makes them but it's actually he at the event i was at he had a real skull that was made just like this one and i instantly fell in love with it it was amazing until I saw the price ta- tag that went along with it. And I'm like, really, do I want to buy a human skull? So I bought a replica of it. It's pretty amazing. Um, and I've just added it to my ever-growing shelves of creepy right. shit. The stuff behind me that just lingers yeah, over my shoulder. For sure. We've got some people um, being a part of the contest where if they – Review the podcast and, yeah. on Apple Podcast, 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 podcast. Um, you guys can win some free merch. It's it's every month we're going to do a drawing for one person who wins an eight by ten autograph of all of us from the TV show, and until we get a photo with DJ Jimmy in it, yes. and um, some uh, what do I call them? The car decals. Is that what we call them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just something fun to do. And yes, we are totally bribing you for reviews on Apple Podcasts. 
But you should also follow us on all the socials, which is at Oddity Files on Instagram, on Twitter, search Oddity Files on Facebook. We're all the places. We also um, have a website, so check that out. It's oddityfiles.com. You can shop for our merch on there. And hopefully we're going to have the weirdest new cool up there. So I'm having to like tweak some of the designs because essentially when I designed it, I did it for like something that size. Yeah. So if it were to be blown up on a shirt or something like that, it just wouldn't look right. So I'm happy to like go in and tweak it. GD Jimmy showing me how to use InDesign. Oh, I don't never even heard of it. It sounds fancy. Um, I also had a request to, you know, those purple sweatshirts I got us off for Christmas that one year. I love them. I've had a request to make that logo available as well. So that I'll, when I have time, I have a bazillion other things. Not really, but kind of going on in my life right now. And sometimes I'm just lazy. So there. Um, (laughs) I did watch the new Ted Bundy thing on Netflix last night. I watched it yet. I watched it with my daughter-in-law. We had like a whole date night. She brought Yiros. It was amazing. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. I've heard the same. It's actually his all of his girlfriend Liz's perspective. Oh. So it's a completely different take on it. Wow. Um, they pretty much sell it like he's innocent, which I had a really hard time with. Yeah. It's not really a spoiler, but kind of. But I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, my God, Mary, is that the I see dead people guy? She's like, that's totally Haley Joe Osment. Whoa. Yes. He plays the girlfriend's boyfriend after Ted gets in trouble. So, and he looks exactly the same, but a, a little thicker with a full beard. But those eyes, those piercing, yep. I see dead people eyes are still there. But that so was kind of cool. the day that it came out, it was popping up all over my Facebook because they shot that whole movie in Cincinnati. I did not know that. Yeah. And so you like see very famous, not famous, but like if you're from there, you know what like certain bars are. The landmarks, yeah. And it's funny because this one that was going around like a lot of my friends in Cincy, it was this spot right right near downtown and this giant mountain range in the back that they've CG'd in for to be Salt Lake. And they're like, wow, we really like didn't realize how, (laughs) you know, how cinematic Cincinnati is. Like it looks a lot different on There's a hill there, but there's certainly no mountains. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, the entire thing. I love it. Um, also, I, Ani, I love Ani I so much. I love her to death. She, uh, she is watching Oddity Files as on Amazon speak. Prime as we speak. And you guys should be too. It's so much fun. I cannot believe all the positive feedback we're getting for people that are just now watching season one and season two. Agreed. So I'm pretty excited about that and so grateful for you guys giving us feedback at all, at all, let alone the wonderful feedback that you are. Absolutely. And Ani's feeling a little under the weather, so we're giving her a shout out, sending you all the good vibes, positive vibes to Absolutely. get better. Because we love you so much. And she's the mama bear. Best hugs. Best hugs. On the planet. I had, I just had a train of thought and then it's gone. Who goes first? I think it's Christina. I think it's you. No, it's me. Yeah, because you went first last time. Hangover episode. So 
I'm going to preface this. I, I told Clayton already, but this is, there are visual aids to my story. I tried to be as descriptive as possible. I am not an award-winning writer by any means. I mean, if this is not your first episode, you definitely know that. Um, but DJ Jimmy will get it up on the Instagram in our stories. And then he always highlights them too. So even if you're catching up on old episodes, you can go to our highlights and find that episode and still find the photos and things that go along with it. So you're definitely going to want to hit these stories on this one right here. It's called, again, I was watching TV and I was like, holy fucking shit. Are aliens hidden in ancient religious art? Oh. Yes, they fucking are. This rabbit hole is brought to you by the folks over at the Travel Channel. Naturally. Um, The other day I was sucked into a show called UFOs, The Lost Evidence. I actually, I watched it and I was kind of sort of paying attention, paid more attention as it went along. So I actually had to buy the episode on Amazon so I could make sure I, I was covering everything. So we've all heard the stories of the possibility of alien life form in art from the ancient civilizations, such as the Egyptians and the Mayans. Well, at least I had. Um, and up until this point, these pieces of craftsmanship have always been easily explained away. And usually it, they're good explanations. So I buy it, and I'm sure most of the public does as well. But after seeing just a few of these Renaissance paintings... I'm not sure what to think anymore. When we think of Renaissance art, we think of the Sistine Chapel, art museums all over the world, pictures of cherubs and naked body positive ladies eating grapes in bed. (laughs) Same. (laughs) But do you ever think of aliens when you think of these great masterpieces? Well, let me try and change your mind. You'll find All the pieces of art I'm about to talk about in our stories on Instagram at Oddity Files, like I already said. In 1998, an Italian writer named Daniela Giordano opened the world's eyes to the fact that there are UFOs in quite a few pieces of art by Renaissance artists. Not only are there UFOs in the paintings, but quite a few, you see people acknowledging them, looking at them, or shielding their eyes from them it's pretty intense i'm gonna make sure i bring these photos up on my phone so i can show clayton there we go um where did i leave off okay now the renaissance was a time of rebellion against the authorities and the church, which just so happened to be the ruling government as well. The main rebellion was science and the explanation of what so many for so long thought was just God's will. In fact, in the 16th century, they burned a man alive at the stake named Giordano Bruno just for even suggesting there might be other life forms beyond our planet. So what I'm going to do is tell you a little bit about the paintings and you'll really have to be the judge for yourself. The first piece is by Italian artist Carlo Crivelli. It's a lovely scene that looks straight out of the streets of Westeros for you Game of Thrones people. It's stunning. It's realistic. It's gorgeous. And in the photo, you in the painting, you take a look into the home of the Virgin Mary, allegedly after she finds out she's about to be the mother of Jesus. 
it looks as though she's kneeling and praying and it's it's very serene actually but what's odd is there's like this ray of light hitting around the head that looks like a laser it's just like a straight line you follow that ray of light up through the amazing architectural scene including peacocks and potted plants and you see a fucking round object <laughs> bursting through the clouds shooting this laser beam onto Virgin Mary. <laughs> Not even kidding. And what else do you notice in the background? But a villager shielding his eyes while looking up at the round disc in the sky. So I'm going to hand this note to you so you can kind of look through these pictures. Thank you. So that's that's kind of a big deal i mean it could be a weird cloud maybe it's just a crappy rendition of the sun maybe but this is an amazing painting in all other aspects i mean it's so precise and just there's just no way they just fuck up on the on the sun and the laser beam <laughs> could it just be one ray of sun hitting her on the head well sure but again would this artist have been all like, let's make everything else in this painting one million percent realistic and just say, fuck it with a ray of sunlight? Me <laughs> thinks no. Do you see it over there? Yeah. It's, I, I don't know what else it could be. And there's some precision to that hole in the ceiling. Right? And I mean, the rest of the painting is so elaborate and stunning. Yeah. Why would he just fuck up on the sun? That's what people are saying. Oh, it's just the sun. Uh, nah liars so the next painting is called the baptism of christ painted by dutch artist art aert art de gelder in 1710 so you have this desert at night typical jesus type stuff when you picture what so many of us have been taught in sunday school in all the tones of browns and tans and people surrounding jesus in his moment of being baptized with the light shining down from above making it, you know, more cinematic, of course. You see the mountains in the background and what I can only assume are maybe wise men or townspeople looking on, witnessing this moment momentous event. But what should my wandering eye see? <laughs> A rounded craft in the sky that, of course, is giving the perfect lighting for this biblical event. <laughs> I mean, whatever you're thinking the spaceship looks like, I'm going to say you nailed it. Because, I mean, it's legit. Yep. Like, if I drew a spaceship, it would look like that. Wait, and this is a different artist in the first Yes. These are all different artists right. from different areas. So the first one was Italian. This is a Dutch artist. Hmm. So, yeah. Now, the next work of art is called The Madonna with St. Giovannio. I think it's painted by Domenico Giordaniano. I may have added an extra N. This piece <laughs> hangs in the Palazzo Vecchio in Florence, Italy. This painting shows the Virgin Mother with oh the Palazzo Vecchio in 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 Florence. That's what oh the article I read said. 
That just sounds familiar. Oh, it sounds fancy. Um, <laughs> so this painting shows us the Virgin Mother with cherub-like children and togas or whatever the fashion was of the day. Mm-hmm. And it appears the Madonna is blessing the children or at least play- praying with them. It actually embodies pretty much everything I think of when I think of Renaissance art. You know, the chubby little babies. and No, it's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's even a donkey there, you know, to kind of round out and seal the deal. It's just, just lovely. But wait, there's some random dude in the background. <laughs> That's what I was just laughing at. <laughs> with his dog. Aw, puppy. Oh, and a dog. But the dog is pretty obviously barking up at the sky. It is. At exactly what the dude guy is pointing like at. Gazing at. And yep, you guessed it. The thing they're pointing at is a fucking UFO, people. It's absolutely a UFO. Legit. Like, like bad, like 80s movie UFO. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's three. That's so weird. So there are quite a few of these paintings. And if you, too, want to go down this rabbit hole, just Google UFOs Renaissance paintings. And it's like we're at the Denver airport. (laughs) Exactly. But I will leave you with this one. This one's a wall mural from the 1300s called The Crucifixion. (sighs) And the artist is unknown. It's in the Vyaski Dikani Monastery in Kosovo, Serbia. It's exactly what you're picturing in your mind. A mural of Jesus on the cross, angels with wings and halos in the bright blue sky, onlookers both happy at what's going on and others sad watching what's happening, a church on one side and what I'm guessing is a tomb on the other because that's what I learned in Bible school and I'm totally guessing about the tomb since I really don't know much about art but what I do know (laughs) or maybe I'm hoping are you looking at it yes is to be seeing in the sky in each upper corner of this mural are two freaking spaceships they're they absolutely they're spaceships (laughs) the reason I think they're spaceships because they're also angels with wings so if they're supposed to be like angels up in the sky well, they're, they're already angels exactly. in the sky. And not, not just ra- some random disc in the sky, people. You see like a cross-section of each spaceship. Or maybe they're all see-through like Wonder Woman's airplane circa the 70s Justice League cartoons. But you see people driving these crafts. Yeah. Like sitting down and what I'm guessing is steering them like they're a damn car. And the kicker, their heads are on backwards. Oh. Would you look at that? It, maybe that's a stretch. Maybe they're just looking back at maybe what's happening, but still. Of um, course, the one legit looks like <clears throat> again like a bad eighties movie, like satellite spaceship thing. Yes, absolutely. The one on the right. Yeah. So of course, naysayers all have their theories on how all these instances can be explained away, but you also have your weirdos like us who literally see spaceships. Now, as I said, the Renaissance period was an awakening of the science age. Maybe these are just like satire cartoons of the day. Nobody really knows. Maybe all of these artists are still pissed. Giordano Bruno was burned at the stake for just suggesting what we now call alien life forms are out there. Or these alien life forms are in these fucking paintings. The reason for the science revolution, possibly. Ooh. Yeah. No matter what you believe, I still love you. But now I want you to all go to all the art museums and check out the artwork for Signs of Alien Life. 
Whoa. Insane, um, right? You know what's funny is that I almost did a story on um I actually almost did a story on UFOs in like Mayan ruins and Egyptian ruins. Oh, you still should. No, I almost did that today. Oh shit. <laughs> How well, crazy would that have been? That we would have had all bases covered. Because we have a friend that's in Peru right now, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah. Um and then I was like, that would because it's all over. Yeah. And and I I'd, I'd heard of all that. You know, I've even seen, you know, the carvings of what they alleged were spaceship Mayan carvings and this, that, and the other. But I'd never heard this about the Renaissance art before. And I was my mind was kind of blown. It actually is insane. I had no idea either. Um, my favorite one's the one with the guy and the dog, because he's like <laughs> it's just funny. I know. The way he's like There's so many more too. I mean, I could have but these were the best ones I thought that were like the most like especially when you have the other people in the background just Absolutely. kind of looking up at the spaceship like no it's really there this wasn't added later but like what else like why would they put that in there I don't know like I said maybe it was like satire like what what there's cartoons that are like in the newspapers that are all like making fun of the government the entire right. time could be something like that. But um, the, I mean, the first two with like the rays of light, I could see some artists being like, oh, it's my interpretation of like God looking down. No, but the third one is a straight UFO. It's a straight UFO. And that one was somewhere. It was Serbia. And it's not like they had ways to communicate with each other. You know, you, you have it going. If it was all going on in Italy, I'd be like, oh, people are talking. They're just, this is maybe the way to sell paintings in this time. I don't know. Right. But the fact that it's in Serbia, and where did I say the other one was? Um, it was Dutch. It was Dutch, yes. So, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that there were stories about aliens back then. Or just aliens, not stories. Maybe there were just aliens. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. So, oddly enough, mine is also alien-based. Sweet. A little alien party. Whoop, whoop. Otherworldly, if you will. Have you heard of the Dulce Air Force Base? I've heard of it. So, the details surrounding the supposed Dulce Air Force Base, it might seem absurd or just a product of, like, you know, a really fun imagination because some of the things that people say happen there it just it made me laugh because it's one of those you're like, could someone really make this up? Yeah. So examining the countless testimonies, however, especially those of local residents, reveals undeniable evidence of strange occurrences nonetheless. Sorry. Paper sucks. <laughs> so the secret subterranean military base at Mount Archuleta on the Colorado New Mexico border is just as classified as Area 51. Oh, wow. It was allegedly inhabited by a battalion of gray aliens conducting terrible experiments on humans under the support of the U.S. military. This yes. is a rumor, I take it. Allegedly. Allegedly, okay. <laughs> so eventually, paranoia and tension start to run high, resulting in a deadly firefight that exposed the Dulce Air Force Base. What? I'm sorry, that exposed the Dulce Base level seven so it's obviously an air force base it's multi-levels but okay people didn't know about the seventh floor underground okay but is that where the lizard people live it's colorado just saying go ahead so 
<laughs> this is so funny. So, what if any, like, the story accounts of whistleblowers who supposedly worked there, okay? Okay. And, yeah, it's just here. So, Philip Schneider, one of the more notable names in the Dulce Air Force Base stories, allegedly worked as a geological engineer um, contracting for the government in its construction of a program known as, and this isn't being made up either, <laughs> D-U-M-B. It's like an acronym. Of course it is. Or Deep Underground Military Bases. Okay. <laughs> also known as dumb. Sounds a little dumb to me, but... So, according to Schneider, this system, the system of bases spans the entire uh, United States with over 100 interconnected subterranean tunnels. And this is according to Schneider. Yes, who gotcha. was the geological engineer for the military to build this massive, you know... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> So within Dulcie's, uh, within Dulcie Base's seven levels, Schneider had clearance to construct a system of tunnels under secret, under Secret Service supervision. So one day while digging, he and colleagues experienced technical difficulties, and in their attempt to fix the problem, encountered the gray aliens. At which time a battle ensued. <laughs> Sorry. He was one of the three survivors out of sixty men. During the battle, accounts. I am trying so hard. Accounts allege these aliens of shooting lasers from their chest, burning off some of Schneider's fingers and a leg. Oh shit! And his leg. And the. Do we have pictures of Schneider? <laughs> I usually try to keep it pretty PC when it comes to people's personal accounts, but Schneider, I don't know about him. Yeah, I don't know. So a number of strange narratives related to the Dulce battle include those from locals and law enforcement attest to strange phenomena happening in the area. All of the relevant names in the story are tied to each other in different ways, but everyone experiencing different strange occurrences, almost all of them with dark outcomes. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. But whether the stories are the product of actual extraterrestrial activity or, or just a government scare tactic remains just up for debate. Okay. So after the alleged battle, Schneider dedicated his entire life to kind of be like a whistleblower and try to expose this whole thing. There are videos of Schneider describing the experiments conducted deep underground by the greys on live humans. He said that human specimens were kept in liquid-filled capsules where the greys experimented with human DNA. Schneider said that the greys would absorb the blood of humans and cattle for like, subsistence. Well, that explains why they're always tearing up the cattle. That explains the cattle. <laughs> it wasn't for the meat. It was for their blood. The fate of Philip Schneider, however, adds to the level of conspiracy and the extent to which intelligent agents were involved. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy showed me a picture of him. Sorry, I'm not judging. Yes, I am. <laughs> so I'll say that again. So the fate of Philip Schneider, however, adds to the level of conspiracy and the extent to which intelligent agents were involved. Okay. Like I said, Schneider spent the latter part of his life giving speeches about his experiences at the Dulce base. He often said that he felt that he was being watched by the government and said that if he had ever found to have committed suicide, that everyone could assume he was murdered. Okay. I mean, yeah, that that's, seems but legit. Like, put it out there. In 1996, Schneider was found dead with a co the cord of a catheter wrapped around his neck in what was labeled a suicide. 
did he need a catheter? Was you know, he in the I hospital? I didn't ask questions as to where okay. the catheter came from. <laughs> but crazy. So it's like, yeah, I wouldn't put it past the government. But however, I wouldn't put it past Philip either. Exactly. And I try to be so PC with with some of these uh-huh. stories that people. T- I can't with this guy. A lazy, yeah, I know. I so, can't. <laughs> another name involved in the case of questionable origin was a security <clears throat> guard on the na- on the base. Thomas Costello. He was allegedly, uh, he also allegedly witnessed this project and saw local missing people, like posters of missing people mm-hmm. underground being experimented on by the Grays. Costello says he witnessed the rising tension and paranoia between the thousands of aliens and government employees in advanced, um, in advance of the, the violent battle as well. But there really wasn't anything else about this guy. Okay. So he just said, like, oh, I would see missing, like, persons posters around town, and then I would also see them underground being experimented on by the aliens. Was it Schneider that told his story, or did this guy really exist? No. Okay. Mr. Costello says so. So a little over, like, two years ago from now, mm-hmm. a local newspaper interviewed Dulce residents in the Jicaria Apache Reservation, okay. home to about 2,500 people. Residents of the town are quick to discuss their experiences, strange phenomena, and sightings around the base, which is near the UFO highway. Okay. The town has embraced the UFO community and has become the second biggest tourist stop after Roswell. We need to go to both, by we the have way. To go to both. Yeah. One account from a state trooper in 1975 maintained the hype around Dulce. The trooper Gabe Valdez reported coming across a mutilated cattle carcass in a field outside of Dulce. Valdez said he discovered a fetus inside the cattle, and he described it as looking, quote, like a human, a monkey, and a frog. It didn't have any bones in its head, and it was full of water. He said, in, what, Inside the cow? Mm-hmm. Fuck. He said what he saw looked like an incubation chamber for a cloned creature, much like the experiments um, reported to have taken place um, in Dulce. Okay. So after discovering the carcass, Valdez says that he found listening devices in his home and reported UFO sightings. Valdez claims that there are four underground bases at Dulce, which are now inactive, but he does not believe there were any like actual aliens doing experiments there. Okay. Well, that I can buy. Right. He said he believes the UFOs he saw were not necessarily extraterrestrial, but highly advanced stealth military aircraft, including silent black helicopters. Ooh, cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on board with this guy already. I want that. Um, he also revealed that he has insight into what the military was researching at the base, but cannot disclose for reasons unknown. Because they'd kill him. Because they'd kill him. He'd mm-hmm. have a catheter around his neck. Yeah. So the story of, this is the, the third main guy in this whole thing. Paul Benowitz, a key figure in the perpetuation of the Dulce Air Force Base's story, Adds another little twist to the narrative. Okay. So in the 70s, Benowitz researched clandest, clandestine? Clandestine. Clandestine. What? Clandestine. That one too. So in the 70s, Benowitz researched clandestine government programs conducted at the Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque. Okay. So Benowitz... Why does his name have to be Benowitz? <laughs> Benowitz's research revealed information he said made government officials nervous. 
to prevent him from further discovering secret programs, government operatives, namely Richard Dottie, were tasked with feeding Benowitz false stories about alien bases in New Mexico. He says hmm. that they employed the help of famous UFOologist. I kind of made that word up, but it sounds good. I've heard it before, so you didn't. Oh, good job. William Moore, who, you know, the book, The Roswell Incident. It's yes. like really, really popular. So he's one of the co-authors of that book. Okay. So Dottie and Moore's efforts drove Benowitz uh, literally crazy. Yeah. Because he's getting all this information about like stuff that's not even true, not but even literally real. goes crazy. Yeah. And it seems that much of the propaganda of the Dulce Air Force Base battle can be attributed to Benowitz and the government's little conniving operation to make him crazy. Oh. So if Benowitz's story was proven to be fabricated by Dottie... Then where does Mr. Philip Schneider's story fit all this? I think it all happened in his head, or at least it was exaggerated there. Right. So was he manipulated into believing the stories um, no, told to Benowitz? Said, or was okay. he uncovering other secrets government didn't want him to know? Um, one of the subjects Schneider often discussed, in addition to the Dulcie story, was the government's black budget for classified programs. So... My question is, like, was Schneider on the cusp of exposing these projects or did the government just think that he worked for, you know, like the Soviets and so they were just feeding impulse things? But I, it could go either way. Right. However, at the bottom of it, there's like no doubt that the government is doing secret shit all over the place. Oh, well, yeah. And this just like makes it even more evident. That this Dulce Air Force Base was an Air Force Base with multi-underground levels that they never really told anybody why they had them. So is is it fact that this is actually a place with the underground stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's hearsay about the alien war with the government employees. I also read a different article where they spoke to actual people of like Apache descent that mm-hmm. are from that area. Yeah. And they just talk about it openly within their community about experiences they've had there because there have been so many. Right, which which I get. I yeah. just feel like um, Schneider was the first guy. What? Schneider Philip Schneider, was, yeah. He was just looking for attention. Oh, Philip Schneider. Also how he said it blew up, blew off part of his fingers and a leg. I couldn't find any pictures of his full body, but like, did the whole leg come off? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Did he ask the Greys to put it back on? Yeah. And yeah. who are these other 57 men that died? Right. And why aren't their families wanting to know more? And are, were they just paid off? Who knows? What if it was all true? That would be badass. Hilarious. I was just watching something because um, I, I have to have the TV on while I do my hair. And it was about the fact that men in black are real. Oh, and I wonder if that's why nobody else. Maybe has Philip said Schneider anything. is like an OG Men in Black. Maybe he's like anti Men in Black or that. Yeah. So that'll be a story at some other. Like they're real. They don't have little flashy thingies, <laughs> but they're real, and apparently they'll threaten your life, according to the program I watched. Allegedly, I don't know for sure, and I do not want them to come see me. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll just put that out there. So we need to go to Roswell and Dulcie. We do. Totally. We might be working in New Mexico soon, so. Well, there you go. Also, we need to go see La Lorna. I texted you about that yesterday. La Llorona? Yeah, that one. (laughs) Accents are hard. 
What did I say? Lalorna? Lalorna. That's something Who's she? else. Is that the witch I was just talking about? Could have no. been. <laughs> I don't know. Well, look at us on our on the same alien page, though. I know. That's weird. I love it. There's there's just so much out there about there, aliens. There is so much out there. And usually I leave the alien shit to you. But when no, this that was really good. painting thing came up, I was like, oh, I have to. But I always think with how much, like, you basically live in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I grew up pretty in the middle of nowhere. I've never seen an alien. And I used to, like, spend all night outside just, like, being a kid. But it seems as though they're just attracted to certain areas. The southwest. Like the desert. (laughs) Apparently. But I had cows everywhere. That's true. Why would they not be in the Midwest if that is how they keep alive? Whether Maybe they just it be for blood or steaks, we're not sure. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Maybe it all, well, Skinwalker Ranch is out there too. It's all out there. We should make signs. It's the portal. Cows. The portal's out there. There you go. Case solved, people. They're all coming in through the portal It's at Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know. It's, it's terrifying and yet intriguing and. All the above. Yeah. I did see something in a headline somewhere today that in 2029, I think it was, I fucking love science. There's a meteor that's supposed to come pretty fucking close to the earth. Is it the one with a lot of water? It's comprised of like a lot of water. I don't know. Said it was going to just look like a shooting star. Oh. But it was going to be the closest one that's ever been. I mean, at that point, we'll be able to just shoot them out of the sky with our lasers, right? Yeah, Space Force. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) on that note i do i do have a a story a submitted story from my friend kendra you want to hear it yes so kendra says i bought this house in 2003 it was my first house from the get-go the upstairs always had some kind of feeling to it like you were being watched but it never really bothered me i was a single mom with two young boys And in 2004, my dad was diagnosed with leukemia and passed away in November. I'm sorry. In June of 2005, I met a guy and we got married in December of 2005. Boy, that's about just as fast as it happened with Chris and I. (laughs) On June 30th, 2006, my daughter was born and that's when things really started to get weird. The first thing that stands out is it was the anniversary of my dad's death and everyone was asleep. I was sitting on the couch crying because, well, my dad was gone and he had the perfect granddaughter that would he would never get to meet and he would never get the chance to spoil her. I had the monitor in her room on. Oh, I didn't realize it was a monitor story. Sorry, don't get scared. (laughs) And I'm sitting on the couch. I say out loud while I'm ugly crying, Dad, I know you're watching over her and you would have loved her so much. Oh, all of a sudden, her, her mobile starts playing mobile, mobile, and doesn't stop. It plays the entire song. I wasn't freaked out by this. I actually felt at peace. One day she's taking a nap and I hear in the monitor, she's just giggling and laughing. I go upstairs to pick her up and she starts waving and says, bye, Papa. This happened numerous times. Then one night, she was about two, and my husband wakes me up and says, Kendra, Carly can't sleep in that room anymore. I just had a dream, but it was so real. 
that a ghost or a spirit was in there and they were possessing her. Uh. Yeah, that's not Papa. That's for sure. He was shaking and terrified from... Oh, I usually read on my computer and I've got a freaking piece of paper. Okay, he was shaking and terrified. So from that night on, she slept with us. That's when her imaginary friend, Amy, showed up. Nope. Also don't like imaginary friends. <laughs> and she no longer talked to Papa. Amy was with her everywhere. I don't like house. Amy. <laughs> Amy's kind of creepy. Just wait. Um, Amy was everywhere with her in the house. I had to make Amy a plate when we ate dinner. I gave her a bath. I had to have a towel for Amy also. When I swang Carly on the swing, I had to swing Amy also. Carly told me that Amy lived in the attic with her mom and dad, but her mom and dad were very mean, but Amy was not. Oh, my gosh. That's slightly terrifying. Her dad and I separated for various reasons, but when Carly wasn't there and was with her dad, you would hear thumping upstairs and radios would come on upstairs. Where is Papa? I don't know. I think he needs to come back. I vividly remember waking up one night and Carly is standing beside my bed, looks me, looks at me and says, hi, I'm Amy Carly. <gasps> yep. Goosebumps. I was completely freaked out. Picked her up. I would have slapped her. <laughs> uh, picked her up. Took her to my bed. Oh, took her into the bathroom. And when we got there... She said, Mom, what are you doing? She had no recollection of saying this. We moved out not long after this, and Amy was never mentioned again. Fast forward to almost 10 years, and I get a message from a friend of mine who now lives in the house -uh. and asks me if I know anything about an Amy. You're lying. I am not. Where is this? I have goosebumps. It's here in Indiana. We're going. No, you wait. Um, At that point, it all came back, and I told him our story. He didn't know what to say or think. But a year later, he and his wife are now separated after being married almost 20 years, and they are moving out of the house also. And Kendra, they rented this house. Kendra knows the owner of this house, and she thinks she might be able to get us in there to investigate. Whoa. Wait, so what? Do we know what happened with the other family? They, they just moved out. No. No, but why? But I'm they, sure we can find out before then. But why, Kendra, did they, why did they ask about Amy? Yeah, she didn't say. But apparently the name Amy had come up. I would have punched my daughter in the face. I'm Carly Amy or Amy Carly. I'm... Wow. Where did Papa go? You know, I just feel like Amy kicked him out. But she's been actually doing research on this home and the land Whoa. and things like this. And there was, I don't have the exact deal, details in front of me, but there was a, a murder in that town where a younger girl survived a family murder. So they're wondering if if maybe that might be it. There's Whoa. still research going on. But yes, That's she, first thing I said, is there any way we can get in there? Baby monitors and... Imaginary friends gotta go. I mean, when when the child is like, no, you have to put a place for dinner. You have to push Amy on. 
terrifying. I'd be like, Amy can't play anymore, Say honey. No. Yeah. Amy's in timeout. Yeah. In the attic forever and ever. And that's when your head turns around. <laughs> yeah. But Amy Kendra, that was awesome. That was very cool. Actually, Kendra is a friend of Tracy who sent us a story about the mm-hmm. the baby talking to a ghost in its crib. Yep. So, yeah. We know some pretty cool people we who do. have amazing stories. Everybody has cool stories. If yeah. you have stories, please send them to us, oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to get them there. If you don't like emailing and you're more active on social, you can also just slide them in our DMs on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Audi files on basically everything. And I know we say this every week, but we really, really, really want to tell your story. So make sure, you know, if they're long enough to be a story. Don't just yeah, like pop down two and sentences. End. Yeah. Um, and give as much or as little detail as you want. If there's something that it's really cool, but you don't want us saying your name, just tell us and we won't. Um, but we just want to hear great stories. Exactly. And all our socials where you can send those stories are at Oddity Files on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, we're on Facebook. We have a super secret Facebook fan group that's not really a secret. And I was supposed to Facebook live this from today and totally forgot. Um, but yeah, we post stuff in there. Um, and there's something else. That, oh, we do have a cool announcement coming up soon. We're in the finalities of it, but something cool going on podcast wise in October. Yes. That um, is pretty freaking exciting. But you guys are the reason we do this. Yes. Thank you so much for listening every week. You know, Kitsy and I, all the time we see our download and our listen count. We're like, who are these people? (laughs) Who is actually listening to us aside from our friends? Right. My mother-in-law is kind of in the... uh, in the contention for our, our biggest fan, because I know Ooh. your mom claims to be our biggest fan. Yeah. My mother-in-law has been sharing all the things. Ooh. Thanks, Sandy. You're amazing. Um, but yeah, that helps us out, guys. If you can share our posts and our tweets and our stories and all that stuff, that helps us get new listeners that we can wonder who they are. Absolutely. Because it's kind of a fun little guessing game. Hmm, how did they find us? You know? <laughs> yes. We should do a survey at some point. <laughs> But again, seriously, I mean it from the bottom of my black little teeny tiny heart. I love you guys. You're amazing. And thanks for making this so much fun. Um, And yeah, we love you. We love you. Where does the new cool? We'll see you next week. See ya.